nerds, welcome to episode 12 of Scourge Divas. I am Kirsty and I am joined by Casey in her new house. Hi! How was your house move? If you've listened last week, you'll, you'll remember that Casey decided to move house on the hottest weekend. It wasn't even the weekend, was it? Was it the weekend? I moved some stuff over the weekend and then the rest on Monday and Tuesday. But yeah, it was like the hottest weekend in recorded history in the UK. In case you yep. decided this was the perfect time to move house. Yep, I had yes. uh, I had four showers on Monday <laughs> while I was moving. Uh, so it was just so that was uh, that was definitely a thing. The weather's got slightly cooler. It slightly, has. slightly it's not cooler. got much less humid. Oh God, it's so muggy. It was like. Nearly 90% humidity at lunchtime today. It was disgusting. I've been in Dundee nightclubs that are less muggy than this. Yeah. It's just gross. I've been on the floor in nightclubs in Glasgow that have been less sticky than I feel now. (laughs) Have you ever been in a club where you actually, like, there's always an element of stickiness to nightclub floors because there's, like, spilled drinks and just general sweat and other unmentionable fluids that we won't go into. But have you ever been like? I think the probably the fact with this one I'm about to talk about was that parts of it were carpet, which doesn't oh, help. Oh, that's the worst. But have you ever been in a club where you actually feel like you have to put effort in to lift your foot off the whatever the floor is made of? Yes, I've, I've genuinely been in a nightclub where after standing in the same position for a little while, I thought my foot was going to come out of my shoe when I tried to move. <laughs> Yeah. Where was that? Like, which city? I think that was in Whitby. Oh, really? Whitby has nightclubs? Yeah. Whitby's like a little seaside town. It is. I mean, I've only been to Whitby when I was really little. It's just not the sort of place I would imagine to have a raging nightlife scene. Although maybe it doesn't if the floors are that sticky. Maybe it just doesn't get cleaned. Oh, that's actually made me feel like I need to go and have a shower. <laughs> it's weird how it doesn't matter how many times you've been in a nightclub, there's like certain things that just immediately take you back to that nightclub yeah like whenever i drink vodka it doesn't matter if it's what if it's the nicest vodka in the world like i can't drink vodka without sort of the phantom taste of sort of lingering dry ice okay because i drank so much vodka in the student union when i was at uni sure that i get that that taste of like dry ice on my tongue as well whenever i drink vodka because the, the two just mix so much I genuinely, I can taste dry ice and really shit cheap vodka when I hear the song like a G6. Because <laughs> that was always playing when I was at uni. And it, it's weird. It's like, it's just, it's uncanny. The moment I hear it, I just get this taste on my tongue. It's bizarre. Dry ice and, and really, really bad vodka. That sounds disgusting. It's absolutely revolting. Anyway, now that we've uh, <laughs> we've we've blasted through horrible nightclubs... We should probably talk about some magic stuff. We should. So while Casey was moving house at the weekend, there was another not quite as important event happening. I know you struggle to to believe. It came very close. It was close. So very close. It was Mythic Championship 4. In Barcelona. In Barcelona. I want to say, I was going to say sunny Barcelona. It was sunny. I don't envy the people in Mythic Championship 4 in the actual venue because I, I, it just, that would be so sweaty. Like, we're talking about humidity and sticky floors. Apparently they did have a thunderstorm at one point. Yeah, they did. I saw videos on Twitter about of, of just like rain that was bouncing off the ground, basically. Yeah, which honestly which I might nice. have killed for at some point over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, same. I think we, we did have one very briefly. Very, very briefly, I think we had a thunderstorm. It wasn't that exciting. I don't think there was an awful lot of rain. I just remember kind of hearing a loud noise and not really being sure if it was a car coming up my street or thunder. Right. I love a thunderstorm. But yeah, I don't, I don't even want to consider what the floor and the tables were like at, at, Myth, at, at the Mythic Championship or at the GP, which probably had even more people in it. Yeah. I think it was so hot that they, they let the judges at the event wear shorts, which I... to my knowledge has... It's, it's not happened at any time that I've been judging. It, it's happened it a couple of times in... God, what's the venue in France? It's either Lyon or Lille, one of those two. The air, the aircon's awful and they let the judges judge in shorts. Um, I don't think the on-camera judges get to do that, which kind of sucks for them. But No, the judges at the... Um, 
the, the Mythic Championship judges had to wear their like standard judge uniform. I think it's Lille, because is that not the 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 GP, the infamous GP, when it was just the, the, the aircon broke or something and it just wasn't working at all and there was no aircon? I, I think so, yeah. That it, oh, God, I'm glad, I'm glad I wasn't there. Like, imagine, that, you know, like 40 degree whatever temperatures normally. And then imagine going into a conference centre with God knows how many hundreds of other Magic players all in this one room. And then imagine having no air conditioning. It sounds awful. I have desiccated and crumbled into dust just thinking about it. Yeah, I'm I'm gagging just thinking oh, about God, it. Oh God, it's so oh yuck! I'm on a, I'm on a, an IV drip of water just thinking about it. <laughs> it's horrible. I feel like um, thinking about it. You know the the episode of Doctor Who with the the wifey that's just the flat skin thing. Yes, and she moisturise me. Yeah, she has to get get people to keep spraying her with this little water spray thing. Yeah, that's how I feel thinking about it. Yeah, like. I'm just a, a, a face and some skin. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, that's all I have anyways. <laughs> that's all there is to you. Yeah. Just a face on some skin. That's nice. It. So, Mythic Championship 4. Everybody was like, oh, it's going to be a disaster. It's going to be all Hogak. I think I saw somebody on Twitter saying that they'd been asking their friends what they were going to play. And they were like, mm, I'd play Hogak, but it doesn't matter. Everything's a disaster with Modern anyway, because Hogak. Banning Bridge from Burlow doesn't seem to have done an awful lot. The the experts tell me that banning Bridge from Below has made Hogak better because it wasn't built optimally before. Yeah, I did actually see that somewhere as well. Yeah. So, you know <laughs> it's like Good job. You know the you know what springs to mind here? You know the gif or the moment I, I don't know if it's from the Muppet show or something, but it's got like it's beaker and there's like a fire in the lab or whatever. And I don't know what beaker tries to throw in it to put it out, but it just makes the whole thing explode. Yeah, I don't know if he throws petrol on it or something, but that's kind of it is a bit, it is a bit like th- throwing lighter fluid on a chip pan fire to try and put it out. Yeah, it it really is. Modern's supposed to be this incredibly diverse format, and twenty percent of the over twenty percent of the field was playing Hogak. Yeah, it was twenty one point four. It was so it's so um, prevalent in modern that. God, how many? I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's 800 and something copies of Leyland of the Void. Yeah, it was the in most the, in the most place called Leyland of the Void. I think 70 odd copies of them were in main decks. Yeah. So that was it was by I mean, it was by far that was over like a hundred I think to the next one which was um, uh, Faithless Looting. Yeah. yeah. So people were ex- expecting Hogak and yep. building their decks specifically for Hogak. Uh, it was 21.4% of the meta. I think it had a conversion rate of something like 70-something percent made it to day two. Yeah. So it had a high percentage, over a fifth of the field. Um, Nearly three-fifths of all those Hogak players made it to day two. When you look at the jump between Hogak and Is It Phoenix, which was the next one, it goes from 21.4 to 10.5. Yeah. It's like 50 fewer players. So... Yeah, banning bridge from below was um, a, a a choice. It, th- it definitely helped the interests of competitive diversity. <laughs> yeah. Why does the Hogak deck get better now that bridge is out? Because I don't, um, I don't play modern, and I know very little about the Hogak deck other than it's really good and it was stupid with um, bridges. Just because Hogak's such a good card. Yeah. So in in place of bridge, it's now playing things like Sator Wayfinder which like because you're not concentrating on, on getting the bridge into your graveyard and like looping things with Altar of Dementia it's not playing Altar anymore so it's just freed up space for more things that can get a bunch of stuff into your graveyard like Sator Wayfinders and more insolent neonates and stuff like that so it's, it's now got removal as well, it's got space for Assassin's Trophy and Lightning Axe and it's got Vengevine, which is also very good. I think I watched um, Emma Handy playing it on stream. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who she was playing it. It, was, um, it wasn't Sam Black. Was it Sam Black? She, d- she did play Sam Black at one point, so that, that might have been... I think it was maybe Sam Black then, but it looked like she was completely behind and then just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she started like bringing this um, Vengevine back. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's it seems very good. Mm-hmm. So you think that you people think that banning bridge has helped it rather than hindered it? Yeah, 
Excellent. It's just made people innovate more. Yeah, that's that's. So based on that, I don't know when the next band the restricted announcement is, but do you think do you think the next step is just to ban Hogak outright altogether? Um. Or is there something else that they could? There's not really anything else that they could take out that would cripple it, is there? Because there's just so much, everything else is just kind of a feeding it. There's no big, huge thing. I, I think Venge fine makes it slightly worse, but it's still you're still making an eighty with trample. I think the deck gets significantly worse if you take faithless looting out. Sure. I don't know if it gets worse enough. Yeah, but I mean, faithless looting is at the heart of like about fifty percent of the shenanigans in modern anyway. So, Faithless Looting is the one that I've seen people asking to get banned. More so, I would say, than Hogak. Yeah. Why else, why else plays Faithless Looting? Well, you know, first of all, why is Faithless Looting so bad? It's just ridiculous amounts of card selection. It's, it's got flashback. Yeah, it's, so. it's draw two cards for one mana, and then, yes, you have to discard two cards, but it's two cards of your choice. And generally, the decks that are playing Faithless Looting are playing things that they want to put into their graveyard, whether that be Hogax or something else in, in other decks. And then you can flash it back as well. Because I think the earliest, if you if you, um, if you you play like a turn... The, the example that's given this site is like a turn two Faithless Looting. Mm-hmm. The earliest... It is a turn three win with Hogak. I, I think there's a way to win on turn two, or you can at least do like you could get sixteen power onto the board on turn two or something. So do you do you think getting rid of faithless looting is it enough to cripple it or because I guess like if, if a lot of see if a lot of decks are playing faithless looting, they're pro- like do they really want to do they really want to ban something that's gonna affect a lot of decks or are they are they just gonna get rid of something that stops this deck? Or do do, do enough people do pe- did people think faithless looting was a problem before Hogak showed up? Yes. Or has this, has no, this people, just... people thought it was a problem before Hogak showed up. So is this it's... is this just kind of amplified the issues with it? Yeah, because it was it was an issue in um, Dredge decks, it was an issue in Phoenix decks. Um, what else plays it? Storm. The only decks that seem to play Faithless Looting are decks that are abusing it, not using it. So are they are they likely to can that when it hits a lot of decks? Or are they are they likely to play it safe and just get rid of Fogak because you know you run the risk of getting rid of Faithless Looting and it not changing much? But then they might just they might take both out. They might. It depends on how much that's gonna I I guess if they take something that Faithless Looting away that's so busted in a lot of decks, mm-hmm. that might really shake things up. It might. Like, I think banning Faithless Looting makes a lot of decks a lot slower, but it doesn't make them... It makes them significantly worse, but not dead in the water. Yeah. So, Phoenix would still be good without faithless like hogak still probably a deck without faithless because you've still got your stitcher supplies you've still got your satyr wayfinders yeah it's just not going to be as good because faithless looting gives you control of what you're putting into your graveyard and that's its strength maybe i don't know they maybe they don't want to take the risk of banning faithless looting and still having hogak be having people find something that fills that slot that makes it just as good maybe i don't know like i've seen people asking for looting to be banned for ages like it's the big one that, that people want rid of and it, I think the last B&R mm-hmm. when they got rid of Bridge that was one that was kind of getting thrown under the block as it were I don't know if Hogak's if Hogak is such a problem yeah. like I can't remember the last time I saw this much sort of uproar like genuine I mean it, every time there's a B&R there's always some deck that people want things banned from every single time but I don't remember the last time I saw so many people dislike a deck. I'm sure I've seen some people that are playing it that just don't even like it, but they're like, well, why, you know, why wouldn't I? It's the best deck. Yeah, why would I play anything else? A lot of, when you've got 800 and something copies of, like, Leyline of the Void, which I guess kind of hits Phoenix as well. Yeah. But it, it, it kind of gets to the point where it's like, how 
how much is it just you either play Hogak or you play something that beats Hogak? I mean, you look at the you look at the Tron decks that until Hogak were playing Karn the Great Creator and like a Wish package in their sideboard, and they're now not doing that. They reverted to pre Karn the Great Creator builds because they need sideboard slots for four Leyline of the Void. I, that does that does seem pretty format warping. I suppose that's that's two things really. It's dominant and it's warping other decks to try and beat it. Yes. So yeah. I yeah I don't know I think I think Hogak might be right up for the block. It just depends on whether Faithless Luton is going to get it as well. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Anyway, despite having a like seventy percent or something conversion rate, there was only one Hogak deck in the top eight. Thank fuck for draft. Which was good. Yeah, which was good because I think watching like a top eight entirely made up of Hogak would have sucked. Yeah. So instead we had almost eight individual decks. I think there was two Tron decks. There was two two Jund decks. Two Jund there, decks. There were two Tron decks, but they were very different flavours of Tron. Yes. One was uh, Mono Green Tron and, and one, one was, was Eldrazi Tron. I had to do it because the list just says Tron. And I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> I have no other information. I had to like mentally go through the list and I was like, yes, it's, it's green. Yeah. It's playing uh, Ancient Starrings and Sylvan Scrying. That's green. Mm-hmm. So there was two Jund, two Tron... Although two different Tron. Uh, one Hardened Scales, one Urza Thopter Sword, which is also a, a new deck. Yep. And that um, is a sweet deck, by the way. That deck is super cool. I don't think I saw it, or if it was on coverage, I didn't watch it. What does it do? So it uses the um, Thopter Foundry Sword of the Meek combo. Right. Which lets you generate as much, as, as many. 1-1 one, one Thopters and life as you have mana. But because Urza lets you tap an artifact to make a blue mana, huh. you can just generate as much as you want. Now, all your, all your Thopters are going to be tapped and you need to like survive through an untap step with them. But, I mean, it's fine. You get to fairy time, Raveler, so your opponent's not doing anything really anyway. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's really sweet. It's nice. And you've got things like Pithing Needle and Galvanic Blast to kind of get rid of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's running four copies of Arkham's Astrolabe, which is a card from Modern Horizons that if you told me would be seeing actual constructed <laughs> modern play, I don't think I would have believed you. <laughs> it's a one-mana artifact that draws a card and fixes your mana. Yeah, that seems pretty good. It's also playing um, one copy of Gravdigger's Cage. This cheeky wee bit of anti-Hogak artifact tech. Which also, I guess, helps with the um, Urza as well. Yeah, like Tap Urza taps it for cave. a mana. Yeah, so it stops, her, it stops Hogak yep. and Urza taps it for a mana. Yep. Uh, the anyway. other thing it can do is you can make a load of mana with it and then just like play your deck with Urza's ability. Um, you can make a massive construct and attack with that. It's got a few different angles of attack, which is good. So we had that, we had one Hogak deck, and we had one Mono Red Phoenix deck. So all mm-hmm. in all, the top eight was surprisingly um, diverse. It was, it was diverse. The, f- which was the final, I love this, the final was between um, Alvaro Fernandez Torres with Hardened Scales and Thoralf Severin with Tron, which yep. I believe... From looking at it, and I think this is really, I like this. I think this is really funny. Both of the decks that were in the finals had no Modern Horizons cards in them. Um, that looks correct. Yeah, neither neither of them have any Modern Horizons yeah. cards. I just love that, and it's great. And it was won by Thoralf Severin on Tron. Yeah, on Tron. It's funny how since Hogak became a thing, people have stopped hating on Tron so much. Because before the big <laughs> meme was that oh Tron players. All you ever saw was people slagging off Tron players. Yeah, Tron was the baddie, and now it's now it's the, here to save us from Hogak. Yeah, that's like that's such a that's such a such a turnaround. I know, but it, it's such a what's the word I'm looking for? It's not a cliche. What's it called? Like when you know, like it's something that happens in like books and TV shows or something, and it's a like trope? that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the word I'm looking for. It's such a trope that you know the the, the bad guy actually turns around and saves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Defeats defeats the the sort of 
interloper that, that turned out to be the real yeah. villain. It's like, you know, we've, we've, this, this old Scooby-Doo cartoon, it's like someone's wearing a Tron mask and the, the um, what are they called? The Scooby gang? Yeah, I was going to say the Spook Crew. That's not what they're called. <laughs> the spook That's not what they're called at all. <laughs> yeah, the Scooby Gang got and like ripped Tron's mask off, and it's actually Hogak all along. Yeah, yeah, go Tron. Go Tron. Let's and ban. Go let's ba- yes, and let's ban shit. He's like an honorary Scot. Yeah, because he's one of the arena boys. Yes. Amazing. They, they filmed their intro in Kelm Grove Park in Glasgow, so. That makes Toralf an honorary Scott. Did they really? Yeah. It's in, cool. It's in Kelvin Grove. My favourite thing I have to say about Mythic Championships is that you get some people and they win it and they're very kind of, you know, they'll just maybe go yes and then they're, they're very kind of like stoic about it. Yeah. I love when um, people win big tournaments and everybody just goes absolutely absolutely their heads. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it happened at that when everybody went mad like behind the scenes when Toralf won. Yeah. It happened at uh, the first Mythic Championship when uh, Autumn won. Yep. And Emma Handy, like, just about to, took them. them off the seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it famously happened at GP Birmingham when Gary Campbell won. Yeah. And the whole of Scotland just absolutely lost it. And I think probably just about ended up in the, the broadcast booth on top of Riley at one point. Pretty much, <laughs> like, yeah. But Riley is like trying to maintain coverage of this, and the Scots are just like bouncing around in the background, just about taking the whole thing down. Amazing. I think more people more people should, you know, bounce off the walls when they or their friends win Mythic Championships. Absolutely. It, yeah, it, it's a big thing. It warms my heart. It. Yeah. It should be happy. And it's just it's just so much fun to watch. I understand like not wanting to rub it in your opponent's face, which like absolutely don't don't gloat about it, but you know what? You're allowed to be happy when you've won. Yeah. You should be happy when you've won. Yeah. You should celebrate your victory. And like, even if you don't want to rub it in your opponent's face, that's fine. But sometimes even just seeing people not on the stage, but kind of just just off, out of view, celebrating yeah. their friend winning. Like that's that's the the in in a you know when we've got arena mythic championships now, mm-hmm. which are all on computers. And I don't know, do they have they must have spectators at arena mythic championships? But anyway, they're all kind of. Um, set up and it's all esports and 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 things like that and you're all just kind of sitting in these chairs and there's not an it's not as big a deal because the mythic championships are at the same time as the paper mythic championships at the same time as the um magic fest right so there's yeah. always going to be people there regardless watching the arena ones always seem a little bit more kind of like closed off that like you mm-hmm. can't just kind of wander past and watch so for some reason they always just seem a little bit more kind of isolated. Yeah. In a way, whereas the paper ones, you, you, that, I just love seeing stuff like that, when it's just like people that have turned up to watch to watch their friend play with cardboard, and then their friend wins and they're celebrating. Yeah, it's great. So That's good. what magic is. Like you can play totally. as much arena as you want, but you know, no one's going to tackle you off a stage. No, not when, when you're, you're at a arena. computer. Yeah. No, not when you've got a, like I don't know. A... Fifteen grand computer, not fifteen grand. Fucking yeah, computer. No one. <laughs> So the moral of the story is celebrate your friends winning and give warm the hearts of the viewers at home yeah. by doing that. And also totally. ban Hogak. Ban Hogak. So last week we talked briefly about Throne of Eldraine. Only, only briefly because Casey was in the middle of moving house and I was unwell and we were sitting in probably what felt like the the equator basically yeah but we, we're back this week to talk more about it because the spoilers won't start until well, the commander spoilers the new commander product spoilers are starting today at gen con yep in about an hour and a half i think but we the, the throne of eldraine spoilers will probably start on sunday knowing previous form for commander card spoilers oh undoubtedly so yeah. in, in, in advance of that we we thought we would discuss what we might see coming up in Throne of Eldraine. Yeah, no, we, we did have a bit of a misunderstanding with this. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I asked Casey to think of cards that, that, that she thinks might be reprinted in a similar vein to our Wild West themed set that we made up a few episodes ago, which was, went down very well, I have to say. And I um, didn't get that at all. 
no, Casey did not get this. So, so Casey has got a very, a very serious and in-depth and well thought out an, uh, segment on what cards might genuinely be reprinted in Throne of Eldraine, and I've got some shit that just is going to look really naff in comparison. Now. Well, yours will be much funnier than mine. So let's let's start with mine. Yeah, let's do yours first. So I had to think about the sort of what we know about the setting, which is. Camelot and grim fairy tales and things like that and I, I, I tried to think about what cards could conceivably be reprinted so there's a shitload of knights and stuff like that but there's there's not that many that you could conceivably reprint um, a lot of them have got um, flavorful names that are tied to a particular place so you can't really reprint those but I thought you could reprint things like Knight Exemplar, which is the um, one white white two two with first strike, gives your other knight creatures plus one plus one and indestructible. Nice. I think that's feasible. Don't that's realistic. Um, Knightly Valor, the enchantment that gives the creature plus two plus two in vigilance and gives you a two two knight with vigilance. What's that feasible. from? Uh, originally from Return to Ravnica, but it has been right. reprinted in Origins and M19. Okay, so it's been reprinted many, many times already. Yeah. Well, two, two. That's close enough. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe we might see a reprint of Squire. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's partially <laughs> a joke, because Squire is trash, but you never know. <laughs> I feel like if I knew what Squire did, I might have I might have laughed so, instead of just leaving Casey hanging. So Squire's a one-two for one and a white. Okay. That's it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's called Squire. Yeah. Okay. Well, that 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 seems fair. That's like you know, like draft chaff that gets left behind on the GP table. Yeah. Um. There's got to be some in every set. Might as well get yeah, Squire. Exactly. It'd be flavorful. Be flavorful. Um, other knights we could see reprinted. Maybe attended knight, which is the um, two-two first striker for two and a white that makes a one-one soldier when it comes into play. Yeah. And then this one isn't a knight. This is a a soldier. But one of the things that we saw in the this advertising material that we had at the the press table at San Diego Comic Con was the invitation was from the royal courts of Eldraine. Oh, no, as, as someone that, that has read various fantasy books that have talk about like the fairy, the fairy courts, mm-hmm. if, the, if, this, if that is an element of it, I'm going to fucking freak. Oh, no, I'm going to... That'd be cool as shit. I'm going to get on to... I'm going to get on to fairy courts, but I'm thinking more of the, the mortal courts here. Yeah. Um... And this one's a bit out of left field, but what about Protector of the Crown? Okay, so talk me through that. Five and a white. It's a giant soldier. It's a two-five. When it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. Now, I was literally just about to say when you said that, do you think that it, it it's feasible that monarch might be in an actual sense, I, just a conspiracy? I think it's feasible. And I think if That's... you're going to do it, this is where you do it. That Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, and all damage that would be dealt to you is dealt to Protector of the Crown instead, as its other ability. So it's a veteran bodyguard that makes you the monarch. Nice. So I, I don't know how feasible that is, but I tried to have a few that were a bit about a left field. Um, I expect we're going to get a bunch of fairies. A lot of the fairies are, again, tied to particular planes, so can't really be re- reprinted. Things like Vendelian Cleek or Naxoc League. A lot of the Lorwyn ones have Lorwyn place names in their names, so we're just not going to get them. But I guess that kind of makes sense, because theoretically this isn't going to be a sort of fairy-heavy set. Yeah. It looked like it was going to be when it, the stuff was first dropped, because it had literal fairies on it. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of came out and said, no, it's not, it's not a fairy set, it's not a fairy set. I do think we'll get some fairies, though. Yeah. And... My th- you want to know my, my theory for the first one? The first, when I was talking about it with my... Um, other half in the car earlier. Go for it. And he said, you know, we were talking about what we we're going to talk about the podcast, basically, and I, I mentioned that we were, we were looking at Throne of Eldraine, and he said, do you know what I think is going to get reprinted? And I immediately went, Bitter Blossom. And I think he was quite taken aback that I just immediately guessed. He was like, oh. I, I mean, if you're going to reprint Bitter Blossom, 
this is the set to do it in. And would it really would it would it break standard really? I don't think it would break standard. I don't think they're going to reprint it because it's got that word tribal on it. Oh, so it does. Yeah, that's fair. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but I thought about sort of fairies that appear in fairy tales and they're um, they're often they're often tricksy, so we might get a reprint of Fairy Imposter, which is the uh, two one flyer for a blue that when it enters the battlefield you have to return another creature you own to your hand. Yeah. Um maybe Sprite Noble if they want to focus on the, the actual fairy courts, which is a two two flyer for one blue blue, gives your other flyers plus O plus one and you can tap it to give your other flyers plus one plus O till end of turn. Seems good. Yeah. Um, and then if they are going to reprint something from Lorwyn, I don't think Sword of Temptation is that out of the question. Now, what's Sword of Temptation do? So this it's is a really stupid question because I know it's a, I know it's a I know it's a well known card, and I've just blanked on what it does. So it's two blue blue, uh, two two flyer. When it enters the battlefield, gain control of target creature for as long as Sword of Temptation remains on the battlefield. Oh, I thought it sounded familiar. It was in Battlebond. Yeah. We printed it in Battlebond. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that seems fine. Yeah. Nice art as well. Yeah, lovely art. Um, so other things, I tried to, to think of things that appear in fairy tales. Um, I have no reason other than it's the, the card name sounds like the sort of thing that they might reprint in a fairy tale type set. Seller of Songbirds. Ah, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of, um, like, you know, the the bit in Snow White where she's, like, doing the housework and all the little birds come in the window and make the bed and that for her. Which has never yeah. happened to me, and I've left all my windows in my house open for quite some time, <laughs> and no fucking birds have come in and helped me do the housework. Well... Thanks, you bastard birds. Maybe... I don't know what you're doing wrong. God, I don't know. Uh, They're not even, like, nice little cute birds them? either. No, maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Yeah, I'm normally just yelling at the cat. If you no, guess it's that's, kind of the opposite. That, that'll, be, that'll be why the birds aren't coming in to help. I'm, a, I'm also not the fairest person in all the land, which I gather it, probably Snow White probably has that to her advantage. She probably does. Uh, okay, what about Bitterheart Witch? Ooh, I like that. What so, does it do? So that's the it's a 1-2 with Death Touch. When it dies, search your library for a curse and put it onto the battlefield attached to target player then shuffle your library. Ooh, do you think curses are coming back? Curses are... I don't think they'll reprint any curses, but I could see there being curses in the set. Curses are like a mainstay of fairy stories. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I know there was a... There was a I want to say they, they had a sort of curse effect not too long ago. Maybe it was Innistrad. Um, Amon Ket had some curses. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. And then Seems for the fair. last couple, I tried to think of some sort of out-of-the-box reprints. So I've got one from a long time ago that is a bit of a weird card, but okay. isn't currently legal in modern, and I don't are, think it would break modern. Are we going to have to get drunk and ask, ask uh, answer rules questions about it at any point? Is that how weird it is? Or is I, it good weird? I don't think so. Okay, that's so it's, fine. It's Reflecting Mirror, which is a card from The Dark. I don't think it's ever, ever been reprinted. It's an artifact with, it's got X tap, change the target of target spell with a single target if that target is you. The new target must be a player, X is twice the converted mana cost of the spell. That's a lot of words. It is a lot of words, but mirrors are like a big thing in fairy tales. Yeah, and mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah, and I tried to, I tried to find like mirror cards that already existed and there's a lot of sort of lich's mirror and like mirror gallery just didn't seem right but reflecting mirror I, I could see it happening I think it's a bit of a, an outside chance not as much of an outside chance as this one which is witch's mist which is a future shifted card from future sight so it's an enchantment for two and a black and it has two and a black tap destroy target creature that was dealt damage this turn. 
That seems fair. It's an enchantment that taps, which is weird as fuck. You don't get many of them. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you don't. Uh, so that's my list. What okay. about you? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, so yours are all very well thought out, and and then I've got some shit. Okay, so I I also I also want to think about this. I I think if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna reprint things, right? You want to go for you want to go for a sort of fairy tale theme, as you said. Yeah. So you got to have Mother Bear and Bear Cub. Okay. As in Goldilocks and the Three Bears. There's only two, but as far there's not a Father Bear, as far as I know. Sure. I mean, I guess you just have Grizzly Bear, right? You could do. Grizzly yeah. Bear, Grizzly Mother Bear, Bear, and Bear Cub. So to go with Mother Bear, Bear Cub, and, and Grizzly Bear, you've <laughs> you've got. And I kind of went for the the based on the art that was on the the cards that we talked about last week, which has got like, you know, a a bear skin rug and a bear head in the wall and it's got Goldilocks like holding bear traps and stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. Goldilocks jaw snapper. (laughs) Because she's got bear traps and stuff. Yeah. So I also kind of ran with something that you said um, when we talked about the Wild West one. You You said that the two options that you thought we had were Viking set or Wild West. Yes, and you said you didn't think it was going to be Vikings because we they just reprinted Snow Permanence in Modern Horizons. Yeah, and you you thought that if they, if if they were going to do that, then the Viking set would have been the ideal place. It was probably going to be Wild West. Yes. So I thought, well, what if what if what if they they are actually still going to reprint Snow Permanence in in this this new set to to kind of go with the ones that have come out in, in Modern Horizons, but they're Snow White Permanence. <laughs> I don't quite know how they function. A lot of them are like little woodland creatures. Right. I think one of them's obviously a, a human. Mm-hmm. It's quite a lot of squirrels dwar- and stuff. It's dwarf a creature type. In, dwarf a creature magic. type. Okay, yeah. so there's there's like seven individual legendary creature dwarfs. Okay. Uh, with with names that aren't like you know dopey, happy, sleepy, sneezy. Oh, he's like here's a story. Um, so uh, the, you know that that game where. You, you kind of put the, you get it on your phone and you pulled it up on your forehead and it's kind of like you know the game headbands when you were little yeah so you, you have to kind of put it on your forehead and you've the, the other player has to describe what's on the screen without actually saying the word yes so that you get it and you see many points you get at the end so sean had that on his phone my fiance and we were we were playing that um and he had it he had the phone and it, i think the, i think the, the 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 clue was dopey as in like the dwarf dopey uh-huh and I said, oh, it's the dwarf that's most like me. And I absolutely kid you not, he, in an increasing <laughs> increasing panic, when um, he, these were his three guesses, he went, sleepy, sneezy, mouldy. <laughs> mouldy! <laughs> now, first of all, Moldy isn't a dwarf in Snow White in the Why would you guess Moldy? Moldy. It's not even. It's not even a dwarf. Moldy. First of all, it's not a dwarf, and secondly, what the fuck? What the fuck, Sean? Moldy. Yeah, that was his. That was his genuine guess. Um, I'm still getting married to this man, believe it or not. Moldy. So, yeah, you've got you've got seven legend. Are you okay? By the way, you can I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> so you got seven legendary dwarfs, all with individual names, none of which are moldy. I hasten to add. <laughs> I what what if what if you just had one legendary dwarf, right? But it was uh-huh. like the the dwarf of the mines or something. But it had the text that would let you have up to seven copies in your deck, and you could have up to seven copies in play. Did you say the dwarf of the mines? Yeah, they all work in the mine. That's kind of the, that's what the the thing. I know. You have up to seven copies. No, actually, I like that actually. So, um, I I also kind of ran with something that you said last week about uh bread, animate bread, animate, animate bread. Okay. And I thought, okay, so. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, value here because you know what else rhymes with bread other than dead? What's that? Dread. Uh huh. So you've got things like dread bore. Uh huh. I mean bread bore. That's a perfectly good removal spell. Yeah. Uh, bread presence. <laughs> yep. Which in in my in 
my mind is a card that's like an anthem effect for all your bread creatures. Okay. Bread creatures you control get plus one, plus one. And then my personal favourite, which is bread slag. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that one does. That's me. Feel free. <laughs> okay, are you? Is this because you once walked home from a night out with an entire loaf of bread and ate the whole thing? Yeah. Or was it only half the loaf of bread you ate? I ate half the loaf of bread. Excellent. Okay, yeah. so you are the you are the bread slag. Yeah. I'm going to demand that you change your name now from being a, on Twitter from being a Casey Scourge Diva to Casey Bread Slack. Okay. What else have I got? Okay. So another big fairy tale trope is that of the fairy godmother. Yes. But do you know what? Do you know what sounds remarkably like fairy godmother? What's that? God Pharaoh. Okay. I want. Nicol Bolas to come back in the set as as like some sort of he's been sort of he's escaped from the prison realm and he's disguised himself as the sort of enormous fairy godmother Nicol Bolas fairy godmother Nicol Bolas god fairy yeah exactly yeah. he's got like he's got like a sparkly wand is I'm I'm kind of picturing being like the fairy godmother from Cinderella. But like the cartoon version. I can see that. So like little wizened old lady, pointy hat, purple gown, wand that turns vegetables into transport. Yeah. I I really I that's I really want that. Nicol Bolas, fairy fairy godmother. Okay. And that'd be excellent. Um the next one's a bit of a stretch. So it's a bit of a stretch both in terms of the joke and in terms of actually how the card would work, because I I'm completely colour shifting a whole a, like an entire effect. Okay. Pretty much. So there's there's there, there's there's going to be some merfolk in the set, right? Because there was like a mermaid with the mirror kind of kind of thing. So I want I I want I think maybe sort of white blue. Uh it's not quite a reprint, but it's close enough. A card that will uh, just destroy a creature and maybe gain like one life for each merfolk you control or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, aerial assault. Oh my god. <laughs> I was quite proud of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay. The last one is a a reprint of a card that I think is probably on the reserved list, so it's it's not going to happen. But and you have to put the last two letters of this in brackets when you print it. Okay. Camelot. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think Camel is on the reserve list. Is it not? Even no. better. Let's reprint it. Camelot. Nice. Amazing. Well, thanks for laughing at my awful jokes, you bread slag. You're welcome. <laughs> you know what the, the the big news of the week has been? It's kind of overshadowed the you know the the pro tour or the commander spoilers coming out and pretty much anything else actually for that matter. Was it was it you breaking the internet again? That's part of it. Yeah. That's that's a, that's that was more of a symptom of of the news. Sure. But let's go right back to the start. Right on Sunday at at, at GP, oh, sorry, Magic Fest Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um. A, a a meeting was held between all all the judge staff to inform them in well, advance. Saturday night. It was Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yeah, of yeah. course, sure. It was Saturday night. Um, a meeting was held with the judge staff to inform them of some upcoming changes to the judge program ahead of the official announcement on Monday. Oh, I'm trying to be diplomatic about this. It's really not working. So anyway, the 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 they were, the, the the staff were told of the changes, which basically boiled down to the end of the judge program. A new body being set up called the Judge Academy, mm-hmm. which will handle the, the, the judge program, will take an annual subscription fee that will scale with judge levels mm-hmm. in order to be part of the academy, will provide some form of training, a payment for the the sort of behind the scenes admin jobs that were previously completely voluntary from judges, things like organizing conferences, um translating rules and policy documents, things that basically things that weren't high leadership positions or actually judging events. So they, they under this under this new programme would, would get paid for them, which is nice. Um 
various other changes to the way things are going to be run in in the judge program. Um, and the, the response in I think the response at the original meeting was was I don't I, I wasn't there so I don't know but despite what people on the internet think I I wasn't there I don't know what it was like. It, it's kind of gone down reasonably well I think with, with most of the people that were in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people people are are cautiously. I don't want to generalise and say cautiously optimistic because not everyone is, but people are being cautious. Yeah. I mean, basically what it boils down to is Wizards were ending support for the Judge programme on the 30th of September anyway, so from October 1st there would be no Wizards support. Something had to happen. Yeah. And, And this is what's happening. So this has inevitably gone onto the internet. First, I want to say probably by me, because I thought I don't want my you know friends abroad to either not to not get wind of this basically and suddenly to have these changes just dumped on them on Monday morning or afternoon or whatever time it is. Mm-hmm. So I tweeted about it completely. Uh, there, there was some confusion about whether it was meant to be kind of kept, you know, hush hush until Monday. Um, I I tweeted about it. It just went absolutely off the rails. It got picked up by like hipsters of the coast, which should have been my first warning. Um, and <laughs> not that we have anything against hipsters of the coast. We love. Hipsters oh no no of the coast. no no. They're a news outlet, so they they absolutely should pick it up. Yeah, nothing nothing against hipsters of the coast. It was just that the moment that you know the probably one of the biggest news outlets in Magic picked it up and retweeted it. I should have known that that was it for my mentions, basically. Yeah. For the rest of the night. It, it it's all just kind of gone a bit messy. A lot of it, I got a lot of it when I first tweeted it. And I got kind of everything from sort of outrage at the news, not that I tweeted it. I got outrage that I tweeted it. Mm-hmm. Quite vocal, passive aggressive outrage in some places. A lot of sort of thinly veiled comments about waiting for the official announcement because that wasn't the full information. Which you know, as it turned out when it, it the the article was released, that. Pretty much, pretty, pretty, much, pretty much was it's the pretty full much information. Pretty much like word yeah. for word was the full information. I was quite smug about that actually. I'm not going to lie. Um, and but the whole weekend from that 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 happening to the article coming out on Monday has just been a Twitter's just been a total riot. And it's just the worst thing. This is what the radio is going to be on, and I'm going to let Casey loose very shortly. The worst thing that I've seen is a lot of the a lot of the aggro and a lot of the outrage has come from people that aren't judges. I know some of them maybe have been judges in the past, mm-hmm. but there seems to be this kind of... A lot of the, the, the judges are... are there's a, in, We have a lot of sort of, you know, questions or things that we'd like to find out in the judge programme. But a lot of the judges are kind of being sort of cautiously, okay, well, we're going to raise we're going to raise these questions um, or we're, or we're going to wait and see what happens. Yeah, we're going to put these questions to the people that yeah, are because we organizing yeah, because, Judge Academy and see if they have answers, and if not, yeah. we're going to wait for answers. Because we, like most people, either know them or know somebody that does know them, yeah. right? So we have that channel. But there seems to be this sort of perception on the internet that if you're not logging into your Twitter account, foaming at the mouth, and immediately, you know, like putting caps lock on and just slamming your keyboard, that you're, and I'm using your quotes here, defending it. And a lot of people are really, I know people probably be well. But a lot of people are really aggressively. Well, I can't believe. Why are you defending this? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Really aggressively going at people on the internet about this, and a lot of them, I have to say, don't know how the, the other don't know how the judge program works, or they they don't know how Judge Academy is going to work either because yeah. they've not read the article or yeah. they've fucking made assumptions about things that we just don't know yet. Yeah, basically. Um, and a lot of people, when they don't know the things, or they, you know, they, they, they don't, they're kind of, they're basically just aggressively sort of asking questions to judges, like, how's this going to work? What's the money? What's, what's this going to pay for? What's this happening? What's this and that? And it's like, like we don't have the answers. Yeah. Like, there's, but there's, they're so aggressive about it. Like I, I don't know what's I don't know what's worse I don't know if the it's the people that are, that have read the article and understand how the program works aggressively questioning people, or if it's the people that don't know how it, judging works, 
aggressively going off and accusing people of defending this, that, and the next thing, when in the tweets that they're doing, they're sort of blatantly showing that they don't understand it. The, the most annoying part to me is the people who have kind of skim-read the top-level points of the article and have decided that they're going to use this as part of their crusade against Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, like, absolutely. Why, why are Wizards of the Coast forcing you to pay money to judge now? They're fucking yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're really not. Wizards, like, okay, so the Judge Academy is is going to be buying foils of Wizards to kind of, as part of the, you know, the, the swag that you get as from your membership dues and stuff like that. They are going to be buying they, foils they, from Wizards. They, they have a licensing agreement with Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. So in a roundabout sort of way, the money that we're paying in probably is, a portion of it is going to Wizards. But that's not how people on the internet are framing it. It's being framed as, why are, why are you paying Wizards to judge their events? Yeah. It's not like we're you're having not. to turn... It's not that you turn up at an MCQ and rather than getting paid, they like can't you, you know, a, a card reader and an invoice. That's not how this is going to work. And another thing that that I is, is a lot of people. I see a lot of people going. I can't believe this is a volunteer rule. You're paying for a volunteer rule. It's like okay, so when you get to like some level ones at F and M who are answering maybe like two or three questions a night, okay, that a lot of the time probably should get paid at least in some form whether it's like you know like free entry to the event or a drink or whatever that's like the lowest i would say the sort of if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna judge any event for free and sort of volunteer that's probably the level that's gonna happen at yeah i'd say very few judges are volunteers judges get paid and it doesn't like a lot of people don't think they get paid enough which is fair and a completely separate issue yeah that's that's something the judge academy is gonna fix that 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 is a thing and that is an entirely separate thing is, yeah, is how but, much judges get paid. But judges get paid for the, yeah, judges the don't, work that they do. Yeah, judges are not volunteers. Judges do not volunteer at GPs. Like if 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 you were judges weren't getting paid to work GPs, there wouldn't be any GPs because the judges just wouldn't go. Yeah. Nobody's gonna turn up and judge an event a, a competitive level event for free. Like I, I that's one thing. Like that, that's part of the outrage I think is that people keep spinning this sort of um, narrative that ju- judging is a volunteer position and suddenly we've got to pay for it and to be fair like I can kind of for a lot of L1s that's probably how it feels sure which is understandable and completely fair and I do I do think that the L- a lot of L1s are gonna are gonna sort of take the hardest hit from this um but saying as a as a sort of broad brush stroke statement judges this is a volunteer role judges are volunteers now you're, you have to pay to be a volunteer is not true it's, no it's, like it's, it's, it's absolutely so not yeah we get paid we do like every single judge that you ever see on coverage at an event or at, at, at a competitive event that you're at every single judge has been paid by the tournament organizer to be there and if they're not something's and, gone fucking wrong and if they're not you will know all about it because they will complain yeah People will be complaining, but judges judges do not work for free, especially not the hat like anything above sort of F and M level. It's competitive. Judges do not work for free. Yeah. Any any judge that you know was asked to judge an event was told there'd be no payment would not be judging that yeah. event. And even even so, I'm 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 a very community focused judge, right? And I think I've written about this before in my blog. But I've I'm I would rather judge an event for maybe. If it, if it was in Dain- if it was that or the event wasn't going to run and a lot of people wanted to go, I think that it was the case with one of the PPTQs last year. If a lot of people, if it was a big event for the community and the the pay was slightly less than than you know what 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 would be expected, there's a lot of judges I know who would say, well, just you know, tell them you want paid more, and if they don't, the event doesn't fire, and that's the end of that. Like I would I would rather take slightly less money and make sure the the community had the event, which is not. Not not an opinion all judges share, but that's by the by. But even I, if somebody says, if this event isn't going to fire, if you come and judge, but I'm not going to pay you anything, I would be like, yeah, no, that's not yeah, happening. Not happening. Like, judges, judges know how much their time is worth, and it's worth more than zero. So judges know this. So judging is not... Whenever somebody says you're paying for a volunteer position, it's not. It's not like I'm having to pay money to go and work in, you know, like Oxfam. Yeah. Which is a real volunteer position because you don't get paid for work, you know, charity shop work or whatever. But it's not a volunteer. It's not a vol. There are volunteer aspects to it, like I said, the ones that the judging academy is going to pay now, like you know, translating, conference organising, things like that. Judging, as in event judging, you get paid yeah. for. It's not a volunteer. And role. 
like you mentioned with the the sort of the example of the level one judge that maybe answers a couple of rules questions at an FNM or at a casual draft on a Tuesday night or whatever. To be honest, a lot of them will probably drop down from level one to be rules advisors, which if that's all yeah. we're doing is answering a couple of rules questions at an FNM on a weekly basis, all they really need is to be a rules advisor and that's free. There is a free rules yeah. advisor tier in the Judge Academy where you can get that rules advisor certification. And if all you're doing is answering a couple of rules questions at a regular rules enforcement event and not applying any policy, not like applying any of the organisation of the tournament, that's all you need. But we don't we don't know what a lot of the sort of ins and outs of the the the, the academy are going to be like. There's basically all the information that was in the documents that were released is what yeah. we know currently. But please, for the love of God, if you're gonna for like judges, a lot of judges now are, are this is sort of they're wanting answers because judging is such a huge part of their income and their lives that such massive sweeping changes are going to be concerning like the last thing anybody needs is from you know some random dude with a weird twitter name to just come down on twitter and start aggressively questioning people and why why they're defending it and saying this and that and the next thing and it's just it's just stressful. Like, don't do it. Yeah. Like, just keep it to yourself. Like, if if it's not the FEQs, we can't help you. Yeah. And I've seen so many people just get asked questions that are just so completely impossible to answer. And the people asking it are so aggressive. And it's like, I don't know if you're angry because of you know, like because judge you you think judges are being taken for a right, or if you're just angry at wizards, who in this case have kind of apart from you know, ending ending the sort of relationship with the judge program this year, or whatever. Like wizards have directly nothing to do with it. Yeah. I don't know if people are just using it as this is another excuse for them to kind of put another string in their vendetta bow against wizards. It, it is because a lot of the people are aggressively sort of coming down on oh what now you have to pay wizards of the coast to be a judge blah 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 it's the same people that were part of this judges are hiding secret pedophile rings from a couple of years ago so y'all yeah. hated judges like a year and a half two years ago why are you defending us now fuck up we don't need it we don't need your help <laughs> yeah pretty much in fact we'd rather not have it yeah but it's like people that just have this they don't that just are using it as an excuse to get angry at wizards are like really aggressively coming down on just constantly swarm swarming people like that I that I know online that I would consider my friends. And yeah. I'm just watching them. And a lot of people are it's happening because people are trying to clear up these sort of misconceptions. Like, you know, judges are volunteers. Yeah. Like that's something people are kind of saying, well actually, you know, this isn't the case. And the, the, all that happens is that's immediately coming back around on them and it's like, why are you defending this? And it's like, well mm-hmm. we're not. We're just trying to clear we're up to, of Yeah, th- there's a misunderstanding here and we're trying to clear it up. And yeah. believe me we have questions as judges and there are things we are angry about with this and we are asking the questions yeah. and we are also getting frustrated because we're not getting the answers and a lot of that's to do with the the time scale that the Judge Academy has had to be organised in. They, they're simply not that far through the setting up of the company yet and they don't have the answers to the questions that we need and that's yeah. frustrating yeah. but it's not helped by People who just want to bash something yeah. coming in and adding their voices, which muddies the conversation. And it's like a lot of the, the if you if you have a question, right? If you something's if something's annoyed you about this, and you have a question that you want to ask, I can I hundred percent guarantee you that we have also asked the same question, like we don't know the answer and these are questions that a lot of people are actively like i've never seen my judge community so upset as i was over the sort of 24 or 48 hours after this news came out yeah there was people that were really upset people that i normally wouldn't see that upset by stuff were getting Mm -hmm. really 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 like um worn down by this yeah people were like closing their social media accounts for a couple of days yes it was it's it's a massive fucking change. It really, really is. And there, I have friends who are 
at this moment in time career judges. That is that is how they make their living. Yeah. And this is going to fundamentally alter how that works for them. Yeah. So, but it's like people are really up, like upset about this. Like, I guarantee that you know, I, I, we're asking these questions. Like, these are questions that are that matter, and and they're they're being asked. That we've thought of everything. Don't mm-hmm. don't believe me. Like, aggressively browbeating someone on the internet for not, you know, coming on in some sort of rabid fit, like foaming at the mouth, publicly saying that you're never going to be a judge and that's it, you're, you're decertifying yesterday and this and that and the next thing. It's like, just don't. Yeah. Just don't be a douchebag about it. Like, we know the, the, the other questions that you're asking, we've also asked, believe me, angrily asking questions to us isn't going to make the answers come up any faster. It just makes you look like an asshole. And immediately, the moment I see someone ag- aggressively questioning, especially if you're ag- aggressively questioning with no knowledge of what, what you're what you're you're basing your question on, yeah, I'm just gonna assume that you're an even bigger asshole. So just don't do it. Like just wait, like the rest of us. And if you want to be mad at wizards for something, go and try and get like faithless looting bandit and modern or something. Uh, there's there's plenty to be mad at people about. Yeah, like go and be mad about organized play. Everyone's mad about organized play. Yeah. Like, the judge program is being fixed, hopefully. Yeah. Maybe it's not, we don't know, but you shouting about it isn't going to help. Yeah. Like when we'll we shout know, about something you can make a difference in. When we know, you'll know. Yeah. Casey, now that I've give, made myself completely dry in the throat by ranting about that for so long. It's very odd that it's me doing all the ranting in a Tibbles rager. I know. Normally that's your your job. You're I normally quite enjoyed like, just egging you on. <laughs> you're such a terrible influence. Normally I it's see like the, the other attraction way. now. Now it's normally the other way around when, when you're going off about something on the internet and I'm just kind of sitting like poking you to make you make you even more angry. I get it now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So now that I've now that I've completely exhausted myself ranting about that. Do you wanna do you wanna play a delightfully breezy game of shite or delight? That sounds marvellous to me. I've got a list for you right now. Oh, here. I can't wait. So for people that haven't listened before, Shite or Delight is basically a quick fire game where one of us has a list, reads off the topics in the list, and the other one has to rate them as shite or delight, based on whether they are in fact shite or a delight. So this week Casey has one for me. I'm bracing myself. Okay. Right, are you ready? On. I've got my Disney water parks cup of um water. That, right. that is, I've only got it because it's massive, so it's filled with water, right? Okay, I'm ready. I've, I've got my, my Lucas Aid energy. Oh, we're going to need that. Yep, you ready? Okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay. Mythic champion Toralf Severin. Delight. Hogak, Risen Acropolis. Oh, shite. Risen shite. Judge Foyle, Seb McKinnon, Chalice of the Void. Oh my god, you should. That's such a delight. You should have seen my face when I saw that's what it was. I think I licked my screen. <laughs> I've never fancied a card more, to be honest. I might marry that instead. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, the Europe North Judge Region. Oh, I love the Europe North Judge Region. I have so many new friends. It's a delight. Saffron Olive's Beard. This is a quick fire game. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say delight. I like okay. Saffron Olive's Beard, but I'm 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 waiting for a pleasant Kenobi if, if he's listening to this to come in and tell me his is better. It's still being spoiler season. Oh, shite. Please, give me a break. Caleb Durward's beard. I'm going to say Caleb Durward's beard. Delight. It looks very neatly shaped. Okay. Faithless looting still being legal and modern. I'm going to say shite based on the um, opinions I've seen on Twitter because I've personally never played against it or with it. Pleasant Kenobi's beard. Delight. Stoneforge Mystic still being banned and modern. I'm going to say shite based on also on feedback I've heard Dwindling UK MCQ attendance Oh shite, please go to MCQs I don't know what it is but Not getting an elemental cat for joining the Judge Academy Oh shite, I didn't even occur to me that we should have got that I really want an elemental cat I'm going to put that in my, my feedback that I want one There being more European mythic champions than North American Delight, suck it Anemia. Oh, it's so shit. I am starting to feel slightly better now, I have to say. Like, I, I feel better in the past couple of days than I have for like two months. 
That's good. But Getting I... married in two weeks. Oh my god. Delight. I nearly said shite because I just realised how soon it is, but it's not shite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a delight. Casey, if people want to politely ask you a question about the, the Judge Academy that you probably won't be able to answer, but you will do your absolute best to do so, where can they find you online? They can find me on Twitter at PurpleSnap or sometimes on the Scourge Divas Twitter at Scourge Divas or they can reach me at the Scourge Divas email which is scourge.divas at gmail.com and hopefully next week they'll be able to find me once again on the Scourge Divas Twitch channel. Yay! Which is twitch.tv slash scourge underscore divas. I think if if people are listening to this, they should follow us anyway because we're, we're so close to getting affiliate and then we'll be able to put some snazzy uh, emotes up yeah, for, to enhance your viewing experience Yes. while we Scottishly play some Magic the Gathering. Yeah. It's going to be great. Follow us. Think, Tell your friends to follow us. I think Cube's up soon, so we might even play some Cube. Oh, yes. Amazing. Amazing. Can't wait. Um, and where they, can they find you if they want to um, remind you how soon your wedding is? Um, please remind me how soon my wedding is because I need. A, I think I need a, a, a bit of a reality check. I've been I've been off with anemia so much recently that I've kind of forgotten what day it is and what month it is. Uh, they can find me at Hey Worst Artist on Twitter and Hey Worst Artist on Instagram. I'm also on the Scourge Divas Twitter account. And on the Scourge Divas email, I pick both of them up, so you can connect with me there if you so desire. We will see you. We will see you next week when it will only be one week to my wedding. <laughs> with more, with more, you know, sweary Scottish Magic the Gathering shenanigans. And we'll probably talk about Commander spoilers. Oh, we probably will. Yeah, can't wait. Do join us. Bye. Bye. Bye.